You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys Podcast, and I'm TJ Impact. I got the Bad Boys here, Matt Michael, Cincinnati, Steve, and Simon Street. Everyone, welcome to our wrestling talk. And we ask you to definitely join the conversation by putting all of your comments in the chat box. We're live on Facebook Live, on YouTube, and, well, normally Twitch, but Twitch is having a little bit of an issue. I don't know. We'll see what's going on. Nevertheless, we welcome uh, uh, all of you here, and we're going to get right to it with our four-way stop. All right, highlights, Sin City, Steve. I know what you're going to say. It's all about SummerSlam. Let's hear it. So here's the thing is I am going to uh, allow you guys to largely expand on SummerSlam um, just because obviously I have the, the first word here. It wouldn't be right if the AEW guy talked all about <laughs> SummerSlam. So anyway, um, finally, the all-in card is finally coming together. Thank God. We're only, what, three weeks from the show? Um, MJF cut a promo on Dynamite and brought out Adam Cole. He previously said that Adam Cole would get a world title shot, but this time he says Adam didn't deserve just any match. He deserved the match, the main event of All In at Wembley Stadium. MJF handed Cole a contract and a folio. Cole immediately signed the contract without even reading it, and then they hugged. But to the uh, observant eye, people noticed that Adam Cole imitated a knife in the back to Max, just as he did before he turned on Roderick Strong in NXT. I think we're going to get a heel Adam Cole that comes out of this, and uh, how better would it be than for him to use a roll of quarters to knock out MJF? Wow. Uh, elsewhere, Hikaru Shida is your new AEW Women's World Champion after dethroning Tony Storm in the main event of Dynamite 200. Say what you will about the AEW women's division, but they allowed Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida to go out there and main event the 200th episode of their marquee show. Uh, so that definitely says something. Uh, obviously, you're putting the title back on Shida. Um, she is somebody that is synonymous with the AEW women's division. And yeah, it, the good thing out of this is that Tony uh, on Collision, she cut a promo, a backstage promo, where she's already starting a new character arc as well. So she's, you know, fleshing out that character a bit too. So again, just booking the women's division better. Looks like as if we're starting to see signs of that. All right. That's good news. Uh, let's move over to you, Simon Street. What you got? Well, you know, I'm actually going to start a little bit. I got a chance to watch Collision, actually. Uh, and I like what I saw, even though, you know, me and Cincinnati kind of talked a little bit before the show. wasn't the best of what Collision has had to offer, but what I saw looked really good. Uh, particularly one match that uh, 
I'm going to talk about it because I was surprised because if I saw it on paper, I probably wouldn't have thought much about it at all. And I'm definitely going to go ahead and say the, uh, the Chris Statlander and Mercedes uh, Martinez. I, if I saw it on paper, I probably wouldn't have gotten excited, but I decided to watch. And wow, it was a really good match. And, uh, you know, Chris Statlander actually looked really, really, uh, you know, comfortable and dominant in her role as TBS Women's Champion. So um, if you guys didn't get a chance to watch it, you probably should watch it. Um, obviously, moving on to uh, some other things, NXT. Um, I like the segment that they had with Trick Williams and Carmelo. I think it's a great way to kind of split them apart. I know we talked last week about them at some point splitting, but it looks like they're leaving on pretty decent terms for the time being. Basically, uh, you know, uh, you know, Trick Williams telling, hey, I ain't nobody's sidekick. I got to do this for me. And it's all love at the end of the day. So that was really cool. Um, outside of that, SmackDown, we're finally getting to see what Bobby Lashley is doing with the Street Profits. Man, Dawkins looked clean. He looked like he went to the barber shop, got him a little line, got him to just look good. And, uh, you know, uh, so we're going to see what happens. Last but not least, SummerSlam was fucking amazing. Uh, really, really great showing, uh, you know, and I'll talk a little bit more about that too, sweet. All right, no doubt. Matt Michaels. Uh, definitely uh, got to say that um, on NXT, we had uh, Eddie Thorpe versus Dijak, which was a hard-hitting, beautiful match. Really great stuff. Uh, Gallus, uh, man, they attacked the Don in stacks when they uh, first got there. And uh, so they called in some uh, reinforcement. And the main event was Gallus versus Stax the Don and Santos Escobar. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Santos Escobar just coming out looks like a fucking star that's the difference between you know being in nxt and then going up to the main roster and coming back down now as an established you know star who's getting a push up there um it just was phenomenal to see uh SummerSlam, brock versus cody what a fucking great great match great storytelling uh, an F5 through the table. That table just collapsed beautifully. Um, but the hug at the end of the match or, you know, the handshake and, and raising in the arm um, just to show, you know, Brock's respect of Cody was star making at that point. Um, just great quality battle Royal that the fans got LA Knight winning, which was something that needed to be done or else I think the fans would have went crazy and uh of course uh jay versus roman and uh you know where is that going when uh we found out that jimmy <laughs> stabbed jay in the back so <laughs> very very interesting yeah yeah absolutely um you know when you you when you thought you were at the end of the book at chapter seven oh, oh chapter eight pops up you know and you know it's going to look like it's going to be a long book but i must be honest with you i'm liking it it's a fatal it's it's got to be a four-way between them i mean i've been saying that for weeks you have to do a four-way between them so yeah All everyone right. wants to be tribal chief or else why would you be fucking doing it right yeah yep let's jump into our two sweet for the week all right simon street man what you got too sweet 
Man, too sweet for the week. I'm going to go ahead and go right back over to SummerSlam. Hey, you know what? There are opportunities where Simon Street is proven wrong, and this is a good time to shed some light on that. I was one of the number one doubters. Raised my hand 20 million times. Ricochet, Logan Paul really had a lot of doubts going in. The buildup was at times cringy, mostly when you know Ricochet was forced to have to talk on the mic. But, man, wouldn't you know it? Those two boys are grown men actually flipped their way into making a really good match and then also to setting the tone and the momentum for the fucking show. Uh, did good. Even on spots like the Spanish Fly where they barely fucking made it. <laughs> they made it. And it made for a really good show. So I got to tip my hat off to both of them. I am one of those people like, look, I tell it like it is. And I keep it 100. I don't really like Logan Paul. But God damn it, he proves me wrong every time he's in that, that damn ring. So, hey, keep proving me wrong, man. Uh, you know, and then shout out to uh, uh, Ricochet, man. Really helping to, to, to make the best of a Logan Paul match. And, uh, yeah, you know, so that's one thing. Uh, the next thing I'm going to say from SummerSlam, and I know Michaels had talked about it, um, super, 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 super happy that LA Knight got a little shine on the show. Uh, I know we've been talking about it. Finding a way to deal, to, you know, to utilize that organic pop that LA Knight has and finding a spot that he cares. You know, there's a lot of things going on, and I'm just kind of happy that. But my biggest question is, is where do we go from there? I know we've speculated that possibly, you know, we got what, a couple of pay-per-view events, one premium. We'll see what comes of it. It was nice to see him kind of do his thing. Um, even uh, commentary, kind of uttering, I swear, some somebody's from WWE watches our show. Because I know Michael said something, and they almost uttered the same exact shit, how he's a throwback from a little bit of old school. So I, I'm just saying, guys, give us a bit of a check. We'd be happy. Help. Let me let me, let me me curse y'all out so y'all can send me a cease and desist just for Simon Street so I can hang it up on my wall next to my degree. I'd have to. There you go. <laughs> hey, good stuff there. Hey, you know, I will say this. Um, I, I wish that when logan won the match that samantha who was very pissed uh would have would have been over there talking to mike Rowe and letting him say who won the match oh she should have got fired if she did yeah, that she, yeah that's yeah, unprofessional <laughs> they could have added that little part to the storyline i would have that would have been great because after all he called her out um all right let's go over to you or uh, uh let's go matt michaels well, uh, you know, too sweet for the week. The Paul or the the, the Paul brothers. All right, Jake Paul. Yeah. Saturday night beats Diaz, which was a fine little little fight. And uh, Logan, uh, I don't think Ricochet made Logan look good. I think Logan made Ricochet look good. Let's face it. Come on, come on. Logan's that much better. Uh, it did prove that Ricochet can work bigger guys one-on-one, -on -one. Uh, so they should be looking at him to possibly do a little bit more with you know some of the, the guys. I don't see why you couldn't have Gunther and Ricochet go at it now, right? Why not? Um, but <laughs> Corey Graves, Logan might leave here with two fiancés tonight. Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> Uh, and that fucking uh, Logan's moonsault where Ricochet caught him and then 
he uses the momentum to then Logan DDT's ricochet out of that was fucking beautiful. It, it, it yeah. was just amazing, wonderful how they did a lot of that stuff. The d- double Spanish fly, um, they they were beating the shit out of each other. It kept going. The momentum was great, and the best thing of all, brass knuckle fucking finish. Right, and that is something that you know it's just. That's pure heel. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's not used a lot. And down to the point where it's on fucking camera. We know he's using brass knuckles. But after he pins him, he's literally on camera shoving the knuckles. <laughs> into his Brilliant. Absolutely. Sin City Steve, man, what you got? Wow. Okay. So I can't believe that I'm the first one to discuss this match. Gunther and Drew McIntyre was exactly as you thought it would be. Physical, hard-hitting, just two guys going out there throwing bombs at each other. It was, it was great. Um, quite frankly, yeah, I, I, this was what I was expecting this match to be, and those guys went out and they delivered every bit of it. Um, so great work, too sweet. And obviously now we know that Honky's record, yeah, that, that shit's getting eclipsed for sure. Um, the, uh, the Brock Lesnar, Cody match, uh, Matt Michaels, you mentioned, uh, in the first segment was amazing. Um, and it was exactly what you needed to do. You needed to anoint Cody Rhodes as your next guy. So Brock doing that is exactly what needed to happen. Um, another thing that I do want to mention EO sky cashing in and winning the, the WWE women's championship. Um, it, it, the entire cash in was done perfectly, um, because she cashed in on Bianca Belair, who initially picked up the win and they told an amazing story with her knee, but obviously she has now the shortest title reign in WWE history. Um, so could that be used as some fuel for her to start a new character arc? Maybe she finds her way over with Montez and Dawkins. I don't know. Um, but the other thing that I have to mention is that they did the cash in, right? It looks like as if they are going to go down the path of, of pushing EO, not just having her hold the title. So that is definitely too sweet. And what about Bianca DJ? Her SummerSlam track record now is not good. Not good. Not good. Oh, you gotta be quicker than that. But I tell you this, <laughs> her acting is great because I really thought that she was injured. I was like, because I mean, it, it was just yeah. perfect. I'm like, holy shit, she really. I'm like, well, shout out to the camera as far as when you watch it on TV yeah. because when oh, you see it over the perfect. top, you just hear a bam. Yeah. And it, shout out to Corey because Corey Graves said something that was interesting because even though yeah. you obviously knew something more, he said, oh man, even, even if it was her face that got hit. That's even more damage that could happen to the knee. So it really helped with a visualization. Right. And her screaming, it was just, it was that, I mean, she acted the hell out of that, you know. So yep. shout out to her. But yeah, man, uh, her, her SummerSlam uh, appearances hasn't been looking great. So we got we to gotta work on that. All right. Let's check out if we got any WTFs for the week. Matt Michaels, did you find any? Yeah, I watched Rampage, and uh, <laughs> that whole fucking thing is what the fuck. 
Um, <laughs> first off, Tony Schiavone and Big Show calling a fucking the the fucking oh that parking lot brawl. Um, I, I who's giving Big Show a mic, and why is there no chemistry with him and anyone? It just it's it's so strange. Um, Shivani uh, lets us know that there's breaking news that Pac is injured. Breaking fucking news. Pac has been injured 90% of his goddamn contract with that company. So I don't know if that's breaking nowadays. I think breaking is, oh my God, Pac is wrestling. So that I found hysterical. Um, QVT needs to fucking get destroyed. That is the most just awful thing on television right now. Um, but that parking lot brawl was just utter fucking horrible. Um, first off, it was horrible because it's blood and guts on fucking Rampage. No one is watching it. Again, why waste that? You had Dynamite 200 and you put that on Rampage, which was just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty much the same goddamn story they told with LAX, which was another thing that was disheartening about it. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of new elements to it uh, other than mom driving the van with <laughs> Cassidy on top of it. <laughs> which, I mean, okay, that was that was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they destroy that van. I want to believe in my heart that was really her van and no one told her that it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Sin City Steve, man. You got oh, any? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I got to say this. It's one thing to go 30 minutes if there's enough action to fill a 30-minute match. Mm. No one in their right mind thought that Jey Uso would beat Roman Reigns. No one. And if you're saying that you did, you're fucking lying. The vast majority of that match was devoted to Roman just beating the absolute dog shit out of Jay. Solo didn't even make an appearance until 26 minutes into the match. It felt like as if they took 15 minutes worth of a match and stretched it across 35. So obviously they also then give us the most predictable outcome. Um, And oh yeah, Jimmy turned on Jay. Let's just, let's just keep the, the cycle of bullshit going. Why not? What the fuck? Um, Continuity. I I do have to agree with you, Matt Michaels. This QTV bullshit is not going away, unfortunately. Um, But at least least Powerhouse Hobbs is not going to be a part of their bullshit shtick going forward. Thank God. Um, And also, you know, Christian Cage cut a promo on Collision where he was referred to as the TNT champion. He had his young daughter by his side. um, And, you know, he started the heel promo before his daughter tugged at the TNT title that he was holding. And she asked if he could, if she could hold it. He asked her who she beat to hold the title. I fucking died. Obviously Christian didn't either. Right. Um, Then after that, he just he got disgusted with his own daughter. He sent her away to go find her mom. And then he gestured for security, saying she wasn't credentialed and that she needed to be thrown out of the arena. Oh. I fucking lost it. What the fuck? How old was his daughter? 
about like three or four years old. Oh, Jesus. Man, that's that, that that's good parenting, man. You got to teach him where the line is early. Wow, that does sound funny. Um, all right, let's go to you, Cyber Street. Oh my gosh, NXT, NXT. I'm gonna start there. I don't know what it is, but every time somebody does something with JC Jane, you just don't like her, dude. You just <laughs> oh. don't like her. That match was fucking great. That was Valkyra's uh, best fucking match. Mm, well, hey, call me a hater. Unlike Matt Michaels, I will admit when I am a hater and I'm hating all the way on JC Jane, put her back in the NXT factory, hit the remix button because I'm sick and tired of seeing it. That's just my opinion. However, I was really looking forward to this match because I do like Lyra Val- or, uh, Valkyrie. I really want to see more with her character um, and obviously, you know, the connection she has with Rhea. But I digress on that one. So that's the first one. I had to start off on there. Number two, uh, did anybody, I'm sure everybody noticed that Brock Lesnar's pants had a wardrobe malfunction and they exploded. I didn't get a chance to watch it back, but I don't know when that happened. All I know, I just seen him and his pants it was, exploded. It, it was really early. It was really early because it was like, Two minutes into the match, there was a shot. You could already see that there was a rip there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy he wore something underneath. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a lot of uh, cowboy uh, uh, that we don't want to see. <laughs> um, so anyways, other than that, man, um, I want to go ahead and bring something to some people's attention. And, and yes, I know I'm a bit of a, of, of a, I don't know flip-flop on this one okay i'm just gonna put it that i'm trying to be nice with myself smackdown friday i really feel that austin theory is boring he looks great he works great but he is boring he is boring and he's almost as boring as the next person i'll mention in just two seconds he's very boring Cameron Grimes made that match look a lot better. He almost beat him with the cave and didn't quite work. Okay, I get it. Boring. Another person's the same. Baron Corbin works great, does great. Re- hit the remix button in NXT. You're still talking. Stop talking. Please, stop. If you're going to be the lone wolf, be a silent lone wolf. Don't talk. You are much more impressive. That was the best thing Baron Corbin's ever did. Leading oh, over man. Oh, little last... girl, go home. Oh, Pack oh. it up. You'll never do mm. ever any better here. Go. You just peaked. First, first and foremost, y'all like that. But all I saw was not what you were trying to recreate going back to NXT. I saw you just be regular old schmuck Baron Corbin from the main roster that you told us all you don't want to be. You're going back to root to face yourself. Uh, dude, I'm sorry. Weak ass attempt. So Simon Street's going to give Baron Corbin and your boy Theory the Jack Off Award because you wasted my time. Oh wow! All right, let's get next to the next segment <laughs> and see what y'all looking out for. <laughs> All right, Sin City Steve, man, what's getting you excited? All right. So at the top of the show, I mentioned that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to all in. Uh, they're finally starting to flesh out this card. I mentioned Adam Cole and MJF. Uh, 
elsewhere this week. Um, FTR issued the challenge for the Young Bucks. Um, so presumably if that match happens, Wembley is the perfect stage for that. Uh, it's the rubber match uh, in their rivalry. Awesome. And quite frankly, it'll feature the two greatest tag teams that are currently together in the world. Ha <laughs> ha! See, I can, I can officially definitively say that because the Usos are now no longer together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, um, elsewhere, um, CM Punk was called out by Samoa Joe. So it looks like as if they're going to have Samoa Joe, CM Punk run that back at Wembley. Uh, that should be a hell of a match as well. Hopefully they do better than, you know, the first round Owen Hart Invitational Tournament match, which was pretty meaningless, honestly. Um, quite frankly, I'm also looking forward to see how badly WWE is really going to fuck LA Knight up. Because <laughs> the, the guy should be holding a title in your company yesterday. The guy is one of the most charismatic people in the company. He got as loud of a reaction as absolutely anybody in front of that Detroit crowd. Seriously, do something with him. Fucking title. In the eyes of so many people, a title will validate him. If he's over, then that's great. Jesus. But think, think about it. Yes, Michaels, I get, I get your stance that that titles are props, and I can understand that. However. If nothing else, a title should serve as a bit of validation from the company that they're going to continue to to give spotlight to that character. So, or or listen to the fans. Something, man. Like seriously, it, it the, his crowd reactions. He he got the loudest reactions of anybody on the show. Anybody. It was it was deafening in there. All right, right. now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a prop. It's a, yeah, it's a fucking prop, pal. <laughs> it almost—that's not uh, bad. Yeah. Prop. Well, hey, if you want to talk about titles validating people who are so over, Tony Storm is a great example of what does it fucking mean to have a title? You know what I'm saying? She's well, been screwed now twice. Mm. I'll wait. You can't get her over with that title. Right. So so the thing the thing is, like, I'm I'm literally expressing this because I want them to put stock into a character, a, a, quite frankly, a company that I've stopped watching a lot of their TV. I would love for them to continue to to build this character and actually put stock into this character. If they did, I don't know, maybe I might give WWE more of my time during the week. But, you know, Sin City, can, uh, I, say, can I say this right quick? Um, yeah. You know, a lot of the fans of AEW also was criticizing uh, Cody at Mania, saying that he should have won. And there was a lot of hate. I had to hear it from all over. And and we're going to talk about the Cody special in our three count. But, you know, after you, after you watch that, doesn't it make a little bit more sense as to why you just wouldn't want it to give him that title at Mania this year? I mean, there, 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 there should be. I mean, they're they're going to give him the title next year at Mania, so it doesn't matter. Like right. it, he, he's going to he's going to win the title at Mania forty. That is correct. I absolutely agree with that. But the whole point is, and and at the same time, I guess what I'm saying is, L.A. Knight may will probably more likely get a title. It's just Wait. not going to happen now. Build the fucking <laughs> yeah, build it. What, what is this obsession uh, with giving people titles? 
Well, I'm not saying uh, I. Uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's not ultimately it's a fan obsession that makes no sense. And again, we could go back to Kofi. Kofi got that title, and that didn't do him any good because they couldn't build anything with him. They never built him to that title. They just gave it because the fans were like, "Give him the title," and then they fucked him. <laughs> With well, that, Matt Michaels. Brock Lesnar fucked him, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Matt Michaels, go with you, or what are you looking out for? Uh, yeah, the uh, the four way bloodline match because that's what it seems like it's going to happen. And uh, you know, I I think that they uh, they should uh, give the belt to uh, Solo Sokoa because uh, you know why not. Uh, <laughs> But the, uh, the <laughs> best thing that's coming, the best thing that's coming. <laughs> you are a vinegar motherfucker today, ain't you? <laughs> I love it. It ain't just today. <laughs> the, the best thing that's coming is going to be on NXT this week. Dominic with Mommy in his corner versus Dragon Lee with Ray in his corner for that North American title. That is going to be amazing. Um, it looks it, it looks like they are going to legitimately build uh, Dragon Lee as the next Rey Mysterio. So the only thing that could make this sweeter is if Rey fucks Dragon Lee, and that's the match we eventually get. Mm. All right. We'll see what happens. Let me go over to you, Simon Street. Uh, there's a couple things that I'm looking forward to. First and foremost, um, over on the NXT side, what happens with uh, Carmelo Anthony and Wesley a little bit. Um, watching towards the end with NXT. Uh, Wesley is taking a little page out of, if y'all remember, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, when you start to have that, you know, you put your heart and soul into something, you start to just get the bad luck losses, you know, you, you get overly hungry. And, you know, that little exchange in that month, it's going to be interesting because Carmelo, for the most part, is presenting himself as, you know, the leader of the squad. And some interesting things he said. He said, man, I see why Braun Breaker lost it. You know, I like when in WWE does a great job of doing this. And we talk about props. Because props are utilized in many different ways. And having a championship, in my eyes, when you have a prop, you have the pressure of the title. So, see, when you are the title, you are the standard bearer, you have that pressure to appease everybody. You have so many things. And I like how that's transitioning on NXT with some of the banter that's coming out of Carmelo's uh, uh, mouth. Um, another thing that I'm looking forward to is I'm looking for uh, the bloodline conclusion that you always think is going to happen in much like, uh, I don't know, The Walking Dead or Lost uh, or any other show you can think of where you think it ends that season and it just keeps going on. I mean, shit, and it's like you buy in and you want some more. So I got to give them some props on that shit because I don't know where the hell this is going to go other than what y'all said. That seems to be the easiest thing. Um, the one thing I can't tell you from SummerSlam that I'm looking forward to is them separating what's to grab. And I don't mean balls. I mean in the sense of there's a title that's on the line and there's also the tribal chief adornment. They're putting a lot of focus on focusing on those two things. So if you look at it, I'm glad that Jay lost 
Because at the end of the day, I feel like there's going to be something that's going to happen and maybe WWE will figure some shit out to where if Roman loses it all, he loses tribal chief status and the championship, but separately in some kind of way. I don't know. Maybe that's just my thoughts on that. No, that's where you get that, that four-way match. It's going to be for the tri- to be tribal chief. And that makes sense. To, to, yeah. to put them all in, let Roman still have the title. Because he said a couple weeks back, even for the signing, he's like, uh, let's say let's say the scenario I lose and I'm no longer the tribal chief and I'm no longer, I'm still Roman Reigns. Do what the hell I want. And, 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 and that is significant because before then, Roman Reigns did what the hell he wanted. And you and you keep the you have him lose the title. Once he loses that title, now he's vulnerable to lose the tribal chief, right? It's smart, and it's using props because we've been talking about props. Today's word of Vegas bad boys has been props. Props can be used in many different ways. It can prop up people who need it. It can be utilized to transition the story. It can just be used as some silly shit that you, you just have when you walk in. Did you just shout out Pee Wee Herman with? The secret word of the day, props. <laughs> oh! oh man, may he rest in peace, man. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm interested in hearing what's the best in show for this week for you guys. So uh, let me start with you, Matt Michaels. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Boom. Zen City Steve. Honestly, if you took away the main event and the first three quarters of the women's match, it would easily be SummerSlam. Um, the ending to that show really weighed it down, and it it just seemed like as if there was so much filler. Um, a lot of people give Tony Khan and AEW a lot of shit for five-hour pay-per-views. But I'll tell you this you get a lot of action in those five hours. Mm-hmm. This, and, and of course, of course, he's just going to sit up here and he's going to laugh and he's going to do this and that, but it's all good because, you know, it's, it's everybody has different tastes. Um, but That's the true. fact is, is that, uh, yeah, if, if, if they would have, uh, you know, cut yeah. some of that time off, it easily would have been SummerSlam. Jeff Jarrett and Grado is going to be amazing on that fucking <laughs> pay-per-view. I'll tell you what, for for all of the WWE fans that just love crowd reactions and entrances, holy shit, they're going to lose their minds when 80,000 people are singing like a fucking prayer. Okay? Mm. That's all I'll say. Okay. That's all that I'll say. Because you know if Tony does get Grado, they're going to get like a prayer and they're going to have 80,000 people singing that song and it'll be a huge moment. And Ordinarily, that would be a moment that if it was done in WWE, people would not shut up about it. Um, but in any event, no, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, say this. AEW Dynamite. Ah, there you go. Just because. How does that Just taste? Because. Michael? How does it taste, Michaels? What it tastes like? What does it taste like? It tastes, it, it tastes like uh, Tony Khan, uh, you know, saying that, um, you know what? We're not second in the UK. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Right. Simon Street, man. <laughs> Simon Street, what you got, man? What, what was best in show? Uh, you know, I got to say the obvious, man. But before I say the obvious, I'm going to pose a quick question. For anybody who's listening as an AEW fan, how many of y'all watched 
Collision and liked it more than SummerSlam. Just out of curiosity, just curious. So keep that. We'll talk about that somewhere down the yellow brick road. But I'm going to go ahead and say SummerSlam. And the reason why I'm going to say SummerSlam is because, well, remember I was telling you all about my, uh, my, my, my cornflakes. So this, this, this week's cornflakes for Simon Street is a combo of SummerSlam and then Cody Rhodes watching that, you know, literally side by side. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just going to put it this way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This shit was good. It was really good. It was well put together. Um, even even matches that I probably wouldn't have liked. I said earlier, Logan Paul uh, and uh, Ricochet, I ended up liking it. Also, too, uh, Shayna Baszler. We didn't even really talk about it. Probably the biggest victory she's ever had. Hopefully, you talk about uh, shitting in cornflakes of L.A. Night. Hopefully, they don't shit in the goddamn cornflakes of Shayna Baszler. You just gave her a big win over uh, you know Ronda Rousey. What the fuck are you gonna do mm. with that? She need more than props. She need a goddamn uh, uh, back lot of. Uh, Stage production. I'll leave it at that. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Fucking uh, SummerSlam. <laughs> All right, man. You guys were on fire today on Wrestling Talk. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll see if, you, if you're if you going to keep that momentum going as we move over into our uh, our three count as we yeah. uh, in this now nah, we're, we're done. That was it. <laughs> momentum is done. <laughs> I think I think I think three counts is gonna is gonna you know first we're gonna all agree on the first topic and then the, the next couple of well at least the last topic I think there might be a little spoilers bit for the show that we haven't even done yet. I'm giving spoilers. <laughs> That's what I do. What are you fucking payment? What are? <laughs> I'm ju- I'm just uh, you know what now that you say that even if I don't really believe I'm just gonna be that asshole for the first topic and just be the voice of dissent. Fuck okay. It. You know what? Yeah. You know what? You it's should because it, it would go with your the, inner vinegar. It would go with the theme of the fact that uh, you know he he, he left uh, uh, you know uh, what you consider a great company to a better company. So you should have that kind of uh, you know yeah. Bring it. Remains to be seen. <laughs> all right, y'all. Hey, thanks for hanging out. We will uh, we will see you next week when we do it all over again. Happy wrestling to you all. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.